The town of Rye was incorporated in 1942, and 77 years later, a first happened. A pop-up store came to Rye. The old Patisserie Salzburg on Purchase Street, adjacent to Frankie and Johnny's, was the all-cashmere pop-up store for the month of November. Terrific for Black Fridays. I'm seeing a trend here, Will, with uh, commercial developers are going to have to realize that uh, you know, the storefronts are going to be closed for a long time. Why not bring pop-up stores to one of the most affluent towns in America? Yeah, you know, as the many years of unpaid advertising bills that the Rye Record has yet to receive from many... Uh, once and now long forgotten retailers that have graced our town with its presence uh, ever so shortly. Uh, something needs to change in retail in order for people to have a shopping experience here because you know, obviously the rents are very, very expensive, fixed costs are very, very expensive. The pop-up is an innovative way of moving merchandise, um, but then not being locked into a type of long-term obligation. And you know, I, I love our town. I love the nine banks that we have and uh, many finer eateries, but you, you do need a few things besides uh, banks and eateries and, of course, you know, our many wonderful uh, realtors, uh, you know, which I, you know, we need more of those. I would never, we definitely do. Never go, against, uh, never go against the realtors if they want to open up a few more locations, but if there's any room to spare... I think a couple pop-up stores would be a great idea. You know, I live in the trendy neighborhood of NoHo that abuts Soho, and flagship stores are closing all the time, and pop-up stores are all the rage because they've got the, basically, the loft spaces, and they come in there for, uh, for, for a month or two, and then they're gone. And they're hot around the holiday times, and they're great during summer. All right, so give me your first pop-up store. So, first pop-up store, you know me, uh, I am, uh, one of my few passions in life is hiking, but no one would call me particularly outdoorsy. I mean, no. My idea of a good hiking experience is I hike up a mountain for a few hours, I hike down, and then I stay at a hotel. So... I did call you an indoor cat at your wedding. That was uh, during my best man speech. Very much. Yeah. yeah me and, uh, you know, frequent Rye Record uh, contributor Peter Ivanovich were much of the same view, which is... We go to a place, uh, we do a little bit of hiking, but you know, our dad by six o'clock wants to be back in some quaint little inn, you know, bothering the waiter, you know, going over the ale selection. You know, we're, we're not uh, you know, climbing the face of something and doing overnight camping. He has become whiter as he's aged. He never asked about a, about a type of Pilsner or a craft beer in his 40s, 50s, or 60s. But now that he's 70s, he's asking all of these, all and, these questions. And he started pretty white. Yeah. Uh, this is a pretty high baseline to start out with. So, you know, I think that there are other people out there like me. There are other guys who enjoy sort of the outdoor experience, but don't really want to spend a lot of time outdoors. And so for this reason, I think that you either bring in like an Eastern Mountain Sports or an REI to showcase, say, the first four rows of their store. In other words, the crossover shoes that are sort of running, sort of hiking, you know, the sort of fake flannel shirts that are kind of- The Sherpa casual. jacket. The Sherpa jacket. What you don't include is the camping section, no tents, you know, none of those weird hiking axes, you know, any of the stuff that actual real outdoorsy guys would use, well, none of that What stuff. about hiking poles? Yes. But 
you know. And what about the impulse buys of all the energy bars? Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay. The first row, all the tchotchkes. <laughs> I have about four fully used first aid kits, uh, you know, with those, the fake, you know, the emergency blanket. When was I going to use the emergency blanket? Is that an electric oh, blanket? On, it's not electric, but it's like, you know, if you're cold, like... For me, in my three-hour hike in the Catskills, if things got really bad, I'd be able to, you know, build a temporary shelter. That type of stuff that never gets used, uh, you know, the power bars, the whatever, you put that in there, it's going to be a big moneymaker. And just like you see a lot of people wearing the kind of athleisure type mm -hmm. things, guys in, you know, high-end sweats, Lululemon stuff, but they haven't worked out all day, I think the sort of the, I'm not going hiking, the way that the golf shirt became popular for guys that weren't golfing, you know, the cargo pants, the flannel, the, the dumb looking hats. I think this could be a fashion trend and ride. I think they got to have a small selection of bicycles in there. Uh, nothing over a couple of grand because then that's just wasted money. Basically, you can tool around rye in it, right? You're not, you're not going to Harrison, Porchester, Greenwich, just rye, maybe Westchester Country Club, maybe rye neck. But for some reason, it still has to have 18 speeds. Yes. Uh, I am actually a member of REI. I get a $30 dividend check uh, from them every year. I notice you don't go hiking. No, right. but uh, I have got some great hiking boots. I would actually go in the store because this, is, this brings out the impulse buy. You're in there. You're going to spend more money than you want, uh, but you're going to think that it's worthwhile. You got to, you know, to play the part, you got to be the part. I, I have a large supply of anti-snake venom, uh, you know, I have yet to use in all my years. Uh, so what's your first pick? My first pick is Uggs. Mm. Every woman in America has worn them in public, and 50% of men have worn them in the privacy of their own home. Uh, I think it's time for the men, the commuter man, to wear Uggs. I hope a man will go on a train. Hey, he'll look at another man. I see you have the koala bear uh, short boot. I have narrow feet. I had to go with the urban tech, right? The Uggs is one of the more comfortable shoes out there. Uh, no man has really gone into an Ugg store in the last 20 years. They do order them online. Uh, but I'm thinking for the commuter here, right? Oh, yeah. For the four months of cold weather, and you see the women on the train, they're wearing comfortable shoes, but then they have their heels in their bags. Mm -hmm. My only question is for the men, where do they change into their wingtips? Because you can't walk into an office, right? That, that's a big problem for the men. That's the power move. You walk in in full Uggs, you're letting them know you don't care. You know, you're upgrading from the sneakers. I myself, sure. I wear a pair of sneakers. I walk into the office. It doesn't look great on me, but I don't want to ruin my shoes. The thing about the Uggs is, you know, half the time I'm like, I should really go put on boots today, but I'm not going to sit down and put the, tie up all that stuff. You got Uggs, you slip them right in. It's, it's a 10 second process exactly. for both feet. And everything is pretty much under $200 in there, mm. right? I don't think I. I don't think this is actually Australian sheep. Uh, probably in the sheep in Jersey or an alpaca or something like yeah, that. Yeah, more of a local, a local. Uh, but the Uggs were very popular in the late '90s. Mm -hmm. Women in Southern California wore them on the ten days of cold weather <laughs> that it's out there. But I think that you see that men on the on the train. They're they're not dressed like the men on the train 20, 20 years ago, mm -hmm. right? I think the Uggs. Listen, you don't, no words need to be spoken. You just do the nod to the other man who's also wearing those Uggs, too. Yeah, you already have a fair bit of guys who, you know, they're going down to, uh, to sell bonds, but they're dressed like, you know, they're Sir Edmund Hillary going to climb Mount Everest. Yeah. At this point, slap on a pair of Uggs, complete the look. 
Exactly. Uh, and also, Uggs has branched out. They, they do have the Sherpa jacket. Mm. Uh, it's this flannel thing. doesn't really fit you right. But you know what? These are all the people who have wanted to go to Machu Picchu, right? Uh, the Teton, things like that. Hey, you know, they're wearing the Sherpa jacket, yeah. right? And they can talk to people about the history of the Sherpa jacket. It's like Pottery Barn, you know, where they've got, you know, the antiques inside Pottery Barn. There's a story behind them on the label this way. This is a real conversation starter, I feel. I think friendships can be formed with, with, with two, two men wearing Uggs right there. It begins with, hey, I, I see you got this version. What's time? You got, you got kids, you know, it's, they in Little League. I think this is a real, uh, um, the, the joining of, uh, of, of people here. I like it. I like it. Uh, so in the sort of uh, athleisure, athletics, uh, apparel, appearance type of uh, vein, you know, despite the recent negative controversy that uh, Peloton has gotten, I think we actually need a Peloton pop-up for these remaining two weeks. I'd say open up one tomorrow. I'm doing a somewhat remarkable uh, dads for, uh, for the December 20th issue. And uh, under no circumstances, get your wife a Peloton for Christmas. The ads, did they not have any women in the room in the marketing pitch uh, when they were creating this ad? That's my sort of sidebar question for you there. Well, as uh, uh, my wife and former bill collector for the Rye Records, Sarah Martin, uh, once said to me, he said, look, there are... 361 days of the year where you can buy your wife a Peloton. But the remaining four, Valentine's, your anniversary, Christmas, uh, and her birthday, you can't. How difficult is that? The value, the opportunity with the, the, the Peloton, is right now you have these guys who watch a commercial or they go online. Then they're actively, they're buying the Peloton. They can claim, oh no, I bought it for us, honey, but like your wife knows you, you weren't getting on yeah. the bike. With the Peloton pop-up, you got it right there on Purchase Street. You're walking past, you know, you might say, you know, hon, I, I've always been interested in that one. You know, maybe I could check it out. Uh, a couple of hand weights here, so on and so forth. You make it an experience. You make it a pass-through. You just happen upon it. It's not a deliberate act of bringing home a t Peloton. Basically, by the end of it, she'll think it was her idea. It's like Inception, you know. She wanted the Peloton, and therefore the Peloton gets in your house without sparking some type of controversy. You know, the um, Peloton is, is part of the new home gym sort of trend in America. Uh, the mirror is, is the other fitness uh, sure. mechanism, is that uh, gyms, unless they're truly high-end, like, like Equinox, uh, are losing money. Mm -hmm. And they're willing to give, you know, the first two months free. Sure. Really, like Crunch is doing that in New York City. Equinox as well, because all their marketing is, guys are going to work out with really hot women. Uh, but uh, a lot of people have the Pelotons out there. Now, how many, how many bikes would you have in, like, in the showroom? Because well, I got a couple of models. You do a couple of bikes, and then, of course, you do the treadmill. Uh, and the treadmill is, it, it's, a, it's a giant monstrosity, and it's ridiculously expensive. But they've got this, you know, for 40 bucks a month till 2000 and never, you can finance this, uh, this amazing purchase. Would you have models who aren't affiliated with, with certain agencies or something like that? You have, right? you have fake rye moms. You hire <laughs> women to dress like their, their moms in rye, you know, the high ponytail, you know, maybe uh, you know, some, some high-end SUV keys in their bag or something like that, uh, maybe a Kate Spade, maybe a Chanel. 
and you just say, hey, look, you know, we're here, we're enjoying it, we just love uh, the Peloton. So you, you basically, you create fake customers, you drive up a little bit of interest, and sooner or later, everyone's walking through that showroom. All right, so Greenwich has got the Tesla, well, they had the Tesla store, mm. uh, that went out of business. Uh, I think if you could do this for maybe a couple months out of the year, mm-hmm. uh, sort of the the dog days of winter, post-Jan 1, I think, would be a great time to do mm-hmm. it. Uh, everybody's sort of pounding food for the last 30 sure. days. Basically, you know, Jan 1 to sort of uh, the, the early part of March could bring be a goal it, Bring it right back before beach season. Yes. You know? Hey, we're back. You know, no big deal. Hey, we love you, but uh, you want to hop on here for a little bit. It's an enjoyable experience. When we moved to, to Rye in 1992, there were tons of boating stores. There was a, Rye had a boating store. Mamaroneck had, had one. Larchmont had People one. People sailed. Yeah, they did. They loved they it. sailed and they motored. Yeah. Uh, there were two different classes of people who did it. The sure. Nouveau Riche <laughs> were all about the motor. Yeah. And the old sort of, the old money wasps were always talking about a regatta in Newport or around Turks and Caicos or something like that. Uh, or, or Bermuda. Mm. Uh, but I'm thinking... You know, we have we we have we still have a, a large boat community. We have a marina here, sure. American Yacht Club, uh, Shinrock has boating. We could do a pop-up store for boating for about three months, right? But I would say February through April, right? And you could sell all the basically the tchotchkes you're talking about in REI would be in this store. Mm. You could have the the captain's hat, the swims loafers. Swims loafers are under a hundred dollars. They're also sold at Richards, by the way. This is not a plug for the, uh, for the, for the flagship store in, in, in Greenwich, but if water gets in your swims, they just seep out the side because they're, they're ventilated that way, right? You can wear them anywhere. You know, they bail themselves out just like a boat. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Paul and Shark Windbreaker. Now, the Windbreaker, I think, is making a comeback. This is a pretty waspy town that we live mm-hmm. in, right? But nobody, but people, people have traded in the Windbreaker for the Patagonia. Patagonia has got to be worn 11 months out of the year yeah. now. It's just not a morning in July. You know, I'd appreciate that type of offering because I have a lot of windbreakers. But, you know, they all have my company logo on the back of them because I'm not going to pay for one of these. Yeah. But a Pole and Shark windbreaker, that I would pay for. Maybe some of those polos. Uh, you're, it, it is, it's, it's the boating shirt for the guy that doesn't boat the way that people wear the golf shirts for the guy that doesn't golf. Cufflinks with the anchor. Mm. All right. This is what I'm talking about for the Trashkis here. The men would, would eat this stuff up preparing for boating season sure. this way. And uh, is it, there, there's also more of a personal touch here. You know, they, you can get all this stuff on Amazon, right? But you want to be talking to people. Listen, you're the, uh, you're the captain of your household. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to be the captain of the, of the high seas here. social experience with a, a bunch of guys who don't know the first thing of what they're talking about. But don't worry, because no one else in that store does either. <laughs> So who do we hire for this type of store? That's the thing. Well, you gotta you hire the people who would work on the marina during the summer months. Uh, this is sort of their you know their alternate time. They're so doing, basically, they're getting about seven months of work. Exactly. You know, they're getting retail in the spring and the winter time uh, before they you know. And I'm sure there'll be multiple opportunities to sell people on sailing lessons. Oh well, you know, guys say you know I might want to brush up a little bit. You know, hasn't sailed in twenty years. So the sailing lessons. Could be affiliated with a boat base in here. Exactly. Uh, it's like a, it's like a tour guide when you go on vacation, like Jamaica or something. You don't actually see where the boats are, mm-hmm. but they'll pick you up. Oh sure. Some yeah. nice tie-in opportunities. Yeah, I you know I'm, I'm thinking 
you know, obviously the 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 sandwich the, the sandwich cap is is kind of hokey, and uh, it's really cheesy now. But so they'll have a wide variety of the Panama type hats here. Mm-hmm. I think this is a step up from the Uggs. Let's see, you know, the the price points are going to be from like two hundred dollars to about six hundred dollars sure. as well. So so no coffee mugs that uh, borrow from Captain Phillips saying, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the captain now and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> no higher end, no no higher end no, no, stuff. no. I got you. everything. We will probably brand with William Sonoma, mm-hmm. right? If you're going to do something like that, if you're going to have like a coffee drug like that, it'll be sixty nine ninety five or True. something like that. But it will not. It will not be in one of the rows. It'll be an impulse buy mm-hmm. near the counter. All right. Only Donald Trump doesn't think that uh, retail is dead. <laughs> will, thank you very much for this. Thank you, brother.